water baptism symbolizes the believer's total trust in and total reliance on the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as a commitment to live obediently for Him. Is water baptism commanded? Yes, God commands us to be baptized. I've had people ask me, say, oh, Pastor, if I was baptized when I was young, and, and uh, do I have to be baptized again? I mean, I went out and really messed up my whole life. And do I need to get baptized again when I'm done with this message? You'll probably say, yes, I need to. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. I want to take you quickly into God's Word just very shortly because we want to baptize some folks. And I want to talk to you about baptism. And in your notes, I am going to go through this just quickly. Uh, Guys in the screens, I am going to go from screen to screen to screen. We're going to go through this rapidly, uh, only because I I want us to understand something. When we consider baptism, very simply, and this is on the screen, water baptism symbolizes the believer's total trust in and total reliance on the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as a commitment to to live obediently for Him. Let me say it again. Water baptism totals, uh, symbolizes the believer's total trust and total reliance on the Lord Jesus. It symbolizes our dying to self. That's the whole concept of this watery grave. And I'm going to take you from the reality that this began in Genesis and will not end until Revelation. From the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, we find baptism. Going down into this watery tomb, then what happens? We come up resurrected out of the tomb. So quickly, in your notes, bear sin raised in newness of life. Before salvation, Scripture records that you and I were separated from Christ. When we became born again, we literally, listen to this, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and socially became part of of God's family. Ephesians chapter 2 
So now, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people, members of God's family. This Galatians 3. How, do, how does this all transpire? Look what it says. For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. You know that song that says we are all God's little children? It's not true. We are all created in God's image. But we still have to accept Him as our Lord and Savior. By faith you become God's child. And all who have been united with Christ, spiritual baptism, in baptism, have put on Christ. Just if any putting on new clothes. We, say, we see the picture of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. What's it mean to be in Christ? It's the same terminology as immersing yourself into something, putting on new clothes, new garments. Oh, they're not physical. They're spiritual, mental, emotional, and even social. Am I making sense so far? So every person in every nation who is a member of the body of Christ is now part of God's family. Member every person in every nation who has become a member of the body of Christ. How? By putting on Christ, by giving your life to Christ, have become part of God's family. The scripture is very clear. Now I want you to look at this, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20. Okay? Pastor, if I've been baptized a long time ago, do I need to be baptized again if I have lived like the devil for all my life? The answer, no. Should you? Why? Because you thought you were still your own. You gave your life to Christ. You were baptized into Christ. But you decided real quickly to go put on the old clothes again. The book of Revelation, we're talking about those Christians that had white garments who now have soiled garments. And the Bible says, without the heart right before God, those Christians will go into the tribulation period. And they will be martyred for the cause of Christ because most of them will turn their lives back to Christ. And he will exchange those soiled garments for white garments again. Somebody say amen. You can say, oh, me, if you'd like. Do you not know your body is the house of God, where the Holy Spirit lives? God gave you his Holy Spirit. And I want you to look at this and underline in your notes, now you belong to God. You do not belong to yourself. One of the biggest crocs, can I say that in church, <laughs> that I've ever heard is this is my body, I'll do what I want to with it. No, it's your body, but there's another little body in there, all independent. I'm a self. 
Even as a man, we sit back and think, well, you know, bless God, I'm a self-made man. No. No. Everything that's come to pass of any benefit is because of God's gifting that he has placed. You are not your own. You do not belong to yourself. God bought you with a great price. So what do I say about being rebaptized? says, so honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians 16, 19. How many think when you're not living for God, you're honoring Him? Baptism, you belong to Him. You see, baptism exemplifies in the physical what happens in the spiritual. Okay? You've got a lot more notes there. Let's jump down to number two. Baptism is not for salvation. Can I tell you something? If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you come and get baptized, you will go down a dry center and come up a wet center. It's not going to do anything. Okay? First Peter, remember I told you I was taking it all the way back to the beginning? First Peter talks about Noah and the flood. It says, and the water, this is the picture of baptism. What water? The water of Noah's flood which now saves you, not the removing of the dirt from your body. It's not a matter of just physically getting baptized. That's not the issue. But as a response to God from what? A clean conscience. Remember, I said it's spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, and socially. Before we were saved, we were sinners, separated. So now let me take you how baptism correlates to marriage. You know what the Bible tells about a man? A man shall, well, we are his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Well, we are to leave the world and cleave to our Savior. But many times we don't want to leave. We like to hang on. It's on the screen. Sinners, folks, look at this. They need salvation, not baptism. Baptism is not going to help you any more than than that little cracker that got stuck in my mouth when I was a little kid. Every time the the priest said, hey, come. Amadamadu. No. Sinners need salvation, not baptism. And here I'm going to get into this and break it down. We need spiritually clean before we can be mentally, emotionally, and socially clean. We have to be spiritually. We have to give our lives to Christ first. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Okay. So let me break that down. Mentally. What does that mean? It means as we do our part as the Lord commanded, we are mentally acceding. Okay, God, you told me i got to be baptized. The second thing that we look at here is we emotionally have to yield ourselves. We can, how many of us seed all day long, but if we're not doing it, how's that working out for you? How many have ever done, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Five years later, I need to do this, I need to do, how's that working out? Okay, you see, we mentally have to accede, then we emotionally have to concede, I better do something about this. 
as our soul yields to the command of the Lord, therefore we socially show the whole world I'm no longer what I used to be. I'm not doing what my flesh wants to do anymore. I have been raised a new creature in Christ. Socially making sense? So we have to mentally, emotionally, and socially, we have to accede, concede, before we can ever proceed into the work that God has set for your life. Okay? That's the only way physically you can live the life. You see, this is why the Bible says there in in 1 Peter that it's for the cleansing of the conscience. We have to know something has happened. And the way we know that is by physically doing something and telling the rest of the world, I'm no longer going to be that way. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, look what it says. I don't want you to forget. Remember I told you I was going to take you all the way back to about the Exodus? I talked to you about Noah's flood. Now I'm going to talk to you about the Exodus and baptism. The flood represented the baptism. The cleansing of the old world for the beginning of the new. The Exodus, our ancestors in the wilderness long ago, guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them and all walked through the sea as on ground. The leaving of the old, the entering into the new. In the cloud and in the sea, they were what? Baptized. Again to as followers of Moses. What does that mean? They began to believe the same thing that Moses believed, that there is hope in only one. Can somebody say amen? And then it says right there very simply, for they drank of the same spiritual rock that traveled with them. What was the rock's name? Is somebody getting the importance of baptism? Water baptism is for believers, not for sinners. 1 Peter chapter 1, in his great mercy, we have been born again because God raised Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and protect Christless inheritance and through faith, God is now protecting us in his power. We stepped out of the old and into the new. John 8, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. A lot more in your notes, but I want to drop down to part three. Look what it says here. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward experience. Just as Jesus was buried in the tomb and resurrected in that third day, we're not going to be our buried in a watery grave What are we telling the world? We're dying to sin. We're not going to do this anymore. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. I am going to crucify my flesh. And I'm going to be raised up on that third day. I'm going to be raised up a new day. Romans chapter 6. Are you all okay? Am I going too quick? Romans chapter 6. Have you forgotten that you were joined with Christ? How? In baptism. Spiritually, you are baptized into Christ. You put off the old man and put on the new now. Now, physically, really, 
Okay? Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, socially. And we, for we died with Christ and were buried with him by baptism. And just as Christ has been raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may, circle that word, live a new life. Because we now know something's happened on the inside. I've shown the world on the outside. And now I'm going to start to walk in that new life. Because God gives me the ability to live it. Since we have been united with him in death, since we also be raised with him in life. We know our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives and we are no longer slaves to sin for we have died with Christ and we have been set free by the power of God. Now I'm going to drop down to number four. This is the most mysterious place because Jesus himself was baptized. Well, pastor, if all the stuff you're talking about is because we're sinners, Jesus wasn't a sinner. Why did he get baptized? I am glad you asked. I am so glad you asked. That's it. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will do what I said. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Now look at me real quick. Can I tell you how many Christians tell God they don't love him just because they won't do what he said. Well, I know I shouldn't do this, so why are you doing it? <clears throat> the Bible says, he that knows to do good and does it not to him, it is. I just want to make sure we knew. Why was Jesus baptized? Look what it says here. To fulfill all righteousness. That word righteousness is right standing and obedience to the Father. Right standing and obedience. You cannot get right standing without obedience. Jesus came into the world to do what? To become one of us. To identify with man. And to identify with man, he had to identify with sin. Oh, don't shout me down. That's why he walked the earth 100% man. If he did not walk the earth 100% man, temptation could not have attacked him. The earth could not have tried to come upon him. He walked the earth 100. He had to identify. When Jesus stood before, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Isaiah chapter 53. Let me take you about 500 years before Jesus Isaiah's prophesy, and look what it says here. Because of his experience, whose experience? Jesus' experience. Over in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, by the things he suffered, he learned to become a son. Because of his experience. How do I know he's talking about Jesus? Look at the next line. My righteous servant. Righteous will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. Now you say, well, pastor, you know me. That uh, still doesn't say he was a sinner. Look what it says here. He was counted among the rebels. Why did God turn his back on Jesus at Calvary? Why did Jesus say, my God, my God, why did you forsake me? Because God couldn't look on sin. 
And at that point in time, all the sin of the world was placed on Jesus. And he bore the sins of many and interceded for those transgressors. He was as a transgressor to take our transgressions. Am I making any sense today? Hundreds of years before Jesus came to fulfill all righteousness, Jesus could not purchase the righteousness for mankind if he could not identify with mankind. Isaiah said he was numbered with the transgressors. He had to become one of us. His very first act of ministry, we think it was the water changed to wine. Nope. It was when he walked over the Jordan River hill into a place that the Bible says there was much water, the Jordan River, and had a man yelling the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make way for the Lord. He started his first earthly ministry, fulfilling righteousness. And that's what he told John in Matthew 3.14. John looked at him. Once again, I'm sorry, I'm excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we see at the beginning the flood. They passed through on a boat. God closed the door. He was the only salvation. And he took them through the flood a representative of, of, of baptism. When he took them out of Egypt to leave the old and step into the new. Now listen to me. This is why I talk about do you need to get rebaptized? Listen to me. Do you have to? No. Should you? I would. Took them out of Egypt and what did they cross? The Red Sea. The Bible says a form of baptism. Spent 40 years in the wilderness quote-unquote, living for God. Jesus told Pharaoh, I mean, uh, Moses told Pharaoh, I want to take him in the wilderness so they can worship me. And guess what? For years they kind of messed up that worship. And God said, guess what? Only two of them went to the promised land. But you know how they got there? Through the water of baptism in the Jordan. Interesting thing about it, it was during harvest time, and the, and the Jordan River was just chaotic and overflow. Wonderful time for the harvest, terrible time to be crossing the Jordan. And God said, okay, guys, this baptism is going to cost. And he said, if you're going to really believe me, you're going to have to step out even when it doesn't seem like you can. There's times in our lives, folks, that we just have trouble stepping out in by faith into what God wants and God tells us, you've got to step out anyway. It may seem like the river of life is trying to pull you under. Jesus said, just reach up, and I'll pull you up. They had to cross through another baptism called the Jordan River into the promised land. And then I can take you all the way to Revelation. God said, I'm not going to destroy the earth this time with water. He said, it's going to be this time a baptism of fire initiated by the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. Am I making any sense today? But there is, once again, a leaving of the old and an entering into the new. Our lives get messed up. 
And God says, maybe you have to cross the Jordan again. Maybe you have to get from the old to the new. You see, Jesus had no sin, but he was placed among the transgressors. Why? Because he was the only righteous one. And the only way to give his righteousness to us, he had to take our sin on himself. The one without sin submitted to a baptism of sinners. I want to read to you Philippians chapter 3. But you can write it down. Philippians chapter 3. And I want to start with the seventh verse. And I want to talk to you about Paul. There's so much that I could do and so much I could share on this. But just for sake of time. The very last screen, if you would put that up. Not, yeah. Is baptism commanded? Yes. As there is no other way for us to become righteous except by and through the one who was, is, and shall always be righteous. His righteousness is given to us for our transgression. Look what it says here in Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 7. Now, it's where Paul said, what it, what everything that I've gained really is loss. It's, not, it's worth nothing for the sake of Christ. You, you, you think you've done it all, you've got it all, you've arranged it all, you've made it through it all. But God says, without me, you can do nothing. Look what it says here. Paul goes on to say, Yet indeed I count all those things as lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count it all but rubbish that I might gain Christ and be found in Him, in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. The law, yourself, that's what the law says. He said, not of my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that can only come by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Today, we're going to baptize people. Amen. Baptism is not just a symbolic ceremony. It is a purposeful dedication. This is why we don't baptize children. And when you get they don't understand the picture of it. But we as adults, we do. And when you get to that place, we learn. Did I do okay helping you understand a little bit more about baptism? Good. I want all those that are going to be baptized to come up here, if you would, please. Okay, all of you that are going to be baptized, eight years old. Pastor Ray took them through class, the little man bringing them over there. Because we won't baptize children. But we asked the little man, said, do you understand all of this? And he started telling Pastor Ray who Jesus was. And who Jesus is to him. So I think he's, he's got a handle on it. So I want you to go stand with all the rest over there. Would you please? Folks, is this exciting or what? So get some pictures. We're going to pray. And then we're going to put them into a grave. Could you hold them? Okay, or if you are a wife of any of these guys... Or a husband, and you say, Pastor, could you hold him under a little extra? <laughs> Let me know.
But we're going to pray. Thank you. We're going to believe God, and we're going to trust God. Now, the last time I rolled my sleeves up, and I got drenched anyway. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Jesus said to fulfill all righteousness. God, he didn't need to be baptized. But behold, he identified with us. He said we have to show the whole world what it is that we need to do. And God, from the beginning of time, you've taken us through the water, from the old to the new. And Father, today, that's what we do with these men and women. God, first and foremost, they've dedicated their lives to Christ. And so today, they have spiritually made a decision to follow Christ. Well, emotionally and mentally, they are now conceding that decision with with, with, without equivocation. Their eyes on Calvary and they've set their eyes on eternity. Now physically before the entire world they're telling everyone that they're no longer of the world. Socially they are separating themselves from death to life, from darkness to light, from the dead to the living. Father, we thank you today for your great anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so our first baptism is going to be Andrew Johnson. Andrew. Guys, to help you step up the step the steps, you know, step down there. There you go. Andrew goes by AJ. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and be seated? I wonder if you just take a moment and share what Jesus has done in your life, so that all the people can hear the testimony of Jesus. Jesus. I live so long without Jesus. I came back to the Lord since November. The best decision I made in my life. Amen. Well, Andrew, by virtue of that decision, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. We raise you to newness of life. AJ shared that he came to Victorious Life originally when we were over at the school building. And he saw some things and there were some things happening and he said, I just didn't like it. It wasn't something I felt right. And he went away. And he walked back into here and he said, oh, I like it now. Praise God. Amen. So. All right. So now we have 
his brother Chris, Chris Johnson. His brother. Chris, it's, it's been wonderful to watch you. Been watching you for a while. God's got his hand on your life, son. As long as you let go, he'll take your life to places you could never imagine. I wonder if you could church uh, Jesus has done in your life. Well, my first time coming to this church, uh, I came with an open heart. And it lasted a couple of months, and quickly I started veering in darkness, and I gave in the sin completely, <clears throat> and lost lost focus here, and was about to just walk away and give up completely, and it caused a lot of problems and fallouts, and I did turn to sin, uh, I got nothing but hurt and loss out of it, and chasing my own tail and losing people that I love very much and getting bad people back in my life and I want to turn away from that and be a strong man for my family, my son and my friends and everybody I come in contact with I just want to love people I'm, I'm tired of hurting I don't want to hurt no more and So you love Jesus, Chris? You're giving your life to Jesus? You're living for him? So today, according to that faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise the newness of life. on the list and I don't know if he showed up today so I'm just going to say Paul David Heath are you here Paul did you make it today Paul Heath I didn't think he made it okay so let's okay. go on Daniel Dean Sr. Daniel, it's good to see you. Good to have you in God's house. and It's been good. I remember the first day you walked in. You're not the same guy that walked in those doors. No, I'm not. God's done some incredible things. Why don't you share what Jesus has done in your life? Well, about 200 of them sitting here in this church. Amen. And there's a special one. We're going to baptize you today, Daniel. 
You love Jesus with all your heart, don't you? The past is the past, and getting past the past is the hardest thing that a Christian will ever do because the devil won't let you live it down. One of the things I learned a long time ago, the devil reminds me of my past. I just tell him about his future. Amen. Doesn't change a lot of things, but it helps me feel better. But I do know this one thing. He said, Jesus said, you're a new creature. You're a new creation. Long before baptism, he said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. So today, you love Jesus? He's your Lord and Savior? According to that faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise you a newness of life. I like being up on this little step. Whoever's idea that was, that was a good idea. Ah, Bill. Bill, Pastor Ray's kind of leaning over and just, this is good. I feel taller. All right. So our next one is Samantha Mitchell. They get a hug from Pastor Ray and Pastor Beverly over there, and then they come in here, and I get to throw them underwater. Oh. Now she got a, a little baby she's carrying. So by faith, she's baptizing him today, too. I'll prophesy. Yeah, never know. Why don't you share what Jesus has done in your life? So much. In these last couple of years, um, the biggest thing that Jesus has done for me is make sure that I had two amazing pastors to cut through all the fluff and <laughs> tell me the way it is, whether I liked it or not. Amen. <laughs> That's why they pay us the big bucks. <laughs> well, Samantha, you love Jesus? Yes. He is your Lord and Savior? Well, according to that faith, today, we baptize you in the name of the, of life, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise you to newness of life. In case you're wondering, this is her husband, Chris. Good stuff. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. All right. So now we have Miss Kelly Delafield. Oh, Kelly. you tell him what Jesus has done in you and Tony's life. He's brought us full circle, showed us how to be real Christians. Praise the Lamb of God. Praise God. You don't always see your husband Tony on Sunday mornings, but he loves God. He's out. He's a truck driver, so he gets home 
early late. on Sunday morning, he has to go to bed because he has to go back to work on Sunday night. And he's hauling petrol. So you definitely want that guy to be able to get the sleep he needs. But Kelly, she was our, uh, she uh, works at our dentist office. So we've known her for a long time. And she's been here a long time, and God's done some great things, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Well, you know what? According to that statement of faith, and I know you love Jesus, we've watched your life grow, and it's just been so incredible. So excited. You and Tony, I mean, Tony just boggles my mind. You know, just wonderful what God has done. But Jesus loves you so much. And with that profession of faith, today we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise you a newness of life. Some people say, well, isn't the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost enough? Why do you say in Jesus' name? Well, there's some folks that think if you don't say the name of Jesus, they're not really baptized. So I just figure we'd cover it all. Amen. All right. So now Wonderful. we have Iwin Joseph. Oh, I won. Lion, great to see you. You and Carmelita have been here a long Come on up here, Carmelita. You don't have to take a picture from back there if you want. Come on. Why don't you tell them what Jesus has done in your life, would you? Um, a lot of struggles, a lot of deceptions. Try to hide from it, try to run from it, but you can't. Um, start blessing me with my new wife, Carmelita, after being alone for a while and have a new baby on the way. So I've seen his blessing, and I'm ready to commit to God and do his work. Amen. Awesome. to Jesus. Well, I want you to love the Lord with all your heart, don't you? You've made a commitment to Jesus. Well, according to that statement of faith, we're going to baptize you today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we'll raise you a newness of life. Joseph. Now this is exciting. This is where the son brought mama in to be with Jesus. Time and then all. Iwan and Carmelita were coming for a long time and then all of a sudden he shows up with this beautiful elderly lady. I'm thinking, who's this? It's mama. Well, Bertha, it is so wonderful to have you at Victorious Life and so wonderful to see what God has done and what God is doing. So why don't you share with the folks what Jesus has done in your life? Well, I, have so, I can't count my blessing. And I have five months since I lose my husband. And then my son told me to come up here to spend some time with him. And I think this was my call. Because he invited me to the church. And from the first night I came here, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and one day, 
I was sitting in the, on the porch and I felt like I hit my heart hit like this and it says baptize which in out he the pastor announced it but I didn't pay no mind and when my son reached home I said to him you know what I told him what happened I'm going to baptize mom and he says mom I'm going to baptize also with you Well, Bertha, you love Jesus? He is your Lord and Savior, isn't he? Well, today, according to that confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise you in newness of life. Guatemala, I won. Nicaragua. Our family's from Nicaragua. Ah, wonderful. All right, now we have wonderful. one young gentleman left, Travis McCaslin. <laughs> oh, he's excited. He said, later for the hug. I want to get dunked. Well, Travis... You want to share what Jesus has done in your life? Help me with homework. He helped you with homework. Praise the Lord. Well, Travis, you know what it means to be born again, right? You know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? You asked him to come into your heart and become your Savior? Are you living for him now? Awesome. Well, he loves you more than you could ever know. But the longer you love him more you're going to see him. Okay? okay? Let mommy and daddy know how much you love Jesus too. Okay? So today, according to your profession of faith, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we raise you in newness of life. Come on, give them all a hand clap of praise, would you? Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue, across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. 
from Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center. You're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.